Good morning, this is Vicky and this is Joe, and we're the Two, Two Natural, Natural Ladies and we talk about the good news we all need and ways of getting the most out of life. We help people with practical uplifting ways we can all make a difference. We're striving for better, not perfect. And we love a good laugh. Please enjoy the show. So today we're going to talk about chemicals in the home, nasty or nice. Um, And we know that education and awareness has always been at the heart of all our human advancement. And we also know that with awareness comes change and improvement. And we've experienced the health and environmental costs in using products that cause harm to our families and our environment. And in fact, today is a really um, good indicator of what's going on at the moment because uh, we can actually see that uh, leaving the environment alone can actually make a difference to the environment or being kind to the environment. So this has set up a path over the last almost 30 years of Vicky and I looking into and educating ourselves on what are the chemicals that we use every day and how safe are they and how can we have a safe and clean home. So This morning, we want to pass on some of the information that we've learnt. We're going to talk about products um, and and what products are around that won't harm you, won't harm the environment, don't add to landfill, um, don't cause salinity problems, don't uh, destroy our ecosystem and are safe around our kids. Well, yes, well, we use chemicals every day. So how do we work out what's safe and what's not? Um, which ingredients are nasty, which are safe, why do manufacturers put certain information on their packaging and how to interpret the information that's out there. So our, our aim is to leave you with information so you can work out what chemicals are the safest for you and your family and create the least eco footprint, which we all like to do these days. We absolutely we do. We certainly know it's possible. Oh, absolutely we yeah. know it's possible. Yes. Um, so you're checking the ingredients list, which is often a source of confusion. Yes. <laughs> Safety data sheets are another source. Um, where ingredients are sourced from. Um, do you need to wear gloves? Are the pro- products low in toxicity? And do they test on animals so all products from China have to be tested on animals at this point in time and just going back to safety data sheets I'm not sure if people are aware that every product must have a safety data sheet yes um, and so yeah it's um, it's that is a good source that people may not know about and I think one of the big things is the misinformation that's out there and and the confusion you know around things like checking ingredients can you find the ingredients what do the ingredients mean so that's one of the other things that we thought we'd talk about is some of the basic ingredients that a lot of us know about and that we might look you know for instance um, the first one we're going to look at is biodegradability and you'll often see on packaging that it says biodegradable well what does that mean does that mean that the ingredients are biodegradable how much of the ingredients are biodegradable for them to put biodegradability on their packaging does it mean that the packaging is biodegradable so that just for a start you've got the minefield of working out what does that mean Um, so it's it's interesting and 
you know, if we want to look at the meaning of biodegradable, it means capable of being broken down, especially into innocuous products by the action of living things. That's from the Webster Dictionary. So in a sense, everything is biodegradable because it will break down back into something. Um, They are saying innocuous products or ingredients. So... Um, but it, yeah, it, it can be seen that that the word biodegradable just means it breaks back down into what it was. So we often talk about readily biodegradable, which means that it actually will break down into something that won't cause any damage to our environment at all. Um, so in practice, almost all chemical compounds and materials are subject to biodegradation, as I said, and the key is the relative rates. Are, of such processes, minutes, days, years, centuries. So, wow. Yes, we can say a plastic bag biodegrades. Yes. But it takes 20 to 1,000 years for it to break down, according to the, an ABC report. Mm. So, what do things biodegrade back, to, back down into? And the first known use of the word in biological text was in 1961 when employed to describe the breakdown of materials into the base components of carbon, hydrogen and oxygen by microorganisms. So, you know, again, that's what does that mean? So, um, interestingly, Vicky, you've got a bit of a list here to, to, to explain to us about just some facts that we've learnt. Now, unfortunately, I couldn't source where... We got this information from, so you just have to believe this. You just have, or or tell us we're wrong, and that's okay because if we've got the wrong, if it's if it's not weeks, it's months or whatever, we're we're happy to be um, told. But but this is the information we had received, and, I, and I'm sure where you sourced it from initially, Joe, was credible. Oh, absolutely, we just can't name it. No, no, which is very silly of me when when I first did this, I should have actually put down the source where we source it from. But anyway. Uh, Yes. Well, and this is interesting to me because actually I was walking on the beach uh, last night and, um, gosh, there was so much rubbish yes. on the shore. Like I think it must have been all the storms that's been stirred up. So um, I felt like I was – I mean, often I'll pick up rubbish along the beach, but right on the shoreline I'm thinking, oh, I've just saved another fish. I've just saved yes. another fish. And my daughter and I – we had a huge you know, doggy bag full of – Rubbish by the I end. wish I'd had a bag because I could only pick up what I could carry. Yeah. And, and I felt like saying to everybody, why aren't you picking up? Because yeah. they're all walking around. It's like, pick up three pieces of rubbish. Yeah. Wouldn't have taken much. <laughs> so, yes. um, product, yes. paper towel, two to four weeks, time to biodegrade which is interesting. I thought it'd be quicker. Mm. Um, newspaper, six weeks. Apple core, two months. Uh, cardboard box, two months. Wax-coated milk carton, three months. Cotton gloves, one to five months. Wool gloves, one year. Plywood, one to three years. Uh, painted wooden sticks, 13 years. There you go. So that's uh, obviously the paint that's causing the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, plastic bags, 10 to 20 years. Tin cans, 50 years. Disposable diapers or nappies, 50 to 100 years. Plastic bottles, 100 years. Aluminium cans, 200 years. And glass bottles, undetermined. 
which I thought was interesting too. I wonder why that's undetermined. I, I wonder why too. And and again, I think all of these things in their phase of breakdown will cause different, um, create different problems, yes. I suppose, in the environment. I mean, glass bottles, assumedly, eventually will turn back into sand. Yes. Um, whereas your plastic bottle and um, well, all those the plastic wrappers I was picking up yesterday, I'm thinking those are the things that, again, end up in they'll, – they'll, they'll break apart yes. into little bits and then fish will eat them and they'll end up in their stomachs. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes. And then – we wanted to talk about volatile organic compounds, didn't we, Vicky? Oh, just <laughs> couldn't wait for this one. <laughs> oh, dear. It, I must say that this is, a, this is an interesting one. So the definition is a large group of carbon-based chemicals that enter the air as gases that easily evaporate at room temperature. Now, I just have to point out here, we are not biochemists or chemists of any way, shape or form. So this information has been put together. Um, However, I have checked with a very reputable chemist and he has... Who we know and love. Who we know and love. Mm. And he, and his name is Brian McLean, and he has checked the information and he has okayed this information. So, um, yes, just so you know. So volatile organic compounds often don't have odours. Um, however, many people can smell them when you get really high levels of, I'm just going to call them VOCs, volatile organic compounds, VOCs. And thousands of products have VOCs that we use daily. And the levels inhaled indoor is two to five times higher than outdoors, which makes sense. So it's... Um, Examples of VOCs are acetones, benzenes, formaldehyde. And example of products are air fresheners, cleaners and disinfectants, stain removers and solvents. So um, you can see that they're products that we, we use in the home. And possible health risks are respiratory problems, allergies, um, impacts on our immune system, particularly kids. Uh, eyes, ears and nose uh, and throat irritations, headaches, nausea um, and, you know, high exposures can cause other problems as well. So it's it's just something, again, it's to be aware of. We, 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 this is not about scaring people and freaking them out. This is about just pointing it out and, and letting you know that there are other products out there that don't call the, cause these problems. So... Mm. Yes, that's right. Being aware, then we can do something about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so organic and renewable and natural. I like those you words. You do. Yes. <laughs> well, so do I. We are two natural ladies after all. <laughs> and we're right. organic, you know. <laughs> uh, so looking at where ingredients are sourced, are the ingredients sourced from renewable and sustainable places? Um, natural products. What does that mean even? Um, so existing in or derived from nature, not made or caused by humankind. So all of the chemicals used to make the ingredients that go into cleaning products are found in nature. Very few chemicals extracted from plants or earth are used without further processing to obtain ingredients that perform a cleaning function. Thus the term natural to describe a final product can be misleading. This is a big one, isn't it? Because mm. you, you often see on, on products it says, you know, natural shampoo, natural, I don't know, whatever that it says. And um, often we get asked, you know, uh, are your products natural? And the thing is that that 
that's what we're saying here, that it can be misleading because an apple is natural. You pick it from the tree. But if you mix apples and oranges together and make a juice, it's officially not natural because you've created – and you have created a chemical thing. Mm. Yes. Well, and the other one I get is the organic. Yes. You know, organic. And uh, yes, one can – strictly speaking, and this is – we've been um, – trained by a, a chemist on this strictly speaking you can put um, some organic you can gr- get some organic ingredients but once you um, process process them into a product like you were saying the two the two um, organic um, ingredients but you mix it with other things then the end product is not Necessarily organic. organic. Yes, yes. Um, so what we love to do is we love to, because we're interested in educating and information, we love to actually let people know the facts. Yeah, we do. So organic simply means, this is interesting, carbon-based. Mm-hmm. So many products have natural organic ingredients in them, but are they safe and best for us? So petrochemicals, e.g. benzene, is a natural organic Mm. ingredient. Yet, health issues associated with products with benzene in them uh, can be um, quite common. So some products or cleaners with benzene, furniture wax, paint, lacquer, varnish removers, detergents, dry cleaning, paint, lacquer and varnish removers. I said that already. (laughs) Well, it was there to say <gasps> twice, wasn't it? Emphasise that point. <laughs> well, and that, yeah, again, it's 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 a real minefield, and I think this is one of the things that we love doing is is just trying to extract that information for people because I know people, and I think even more, you know, we've got people at home now. Um, who are probably using air fresheners more, and you know, you know what I mean. They're, we're all at home, and therefore, it's it's great for people to know this information, and then they can make informed decisions. So, I think that's one of the the big things that we love to do is inform, let people know what's going on, and then um, people can make a a decision of what where they want to go to from there. We're back to natural ladies and. My problem has been fixed. Thank heavens for that. <laughs> I thought Vicky would have this problem for a very long time, but no, we've fixed it. Well, it's only one of my problems. <laughs> yes, we've got a few more to go, but that's okay. <laughs> As we say, we're per- the perfect person together. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for your help. Oh, you are welcome. <laughs> no, two heads are better than one. Yes. <laughs> so we've been talking about chemicals and chemicals in the products we use every day. And another big one is phosphates. So a lot of products these days say they don't contain phosphates. And um, phosphates, for those that m- don't know, they can over-fertilise our water and Around 30 to 40% of of the um, more common products still contain phosphates. Um, And interestingly, natural phosphates includes bird poo. And there used to be a lot of this on the Nauru Island. I don't know if there is any more. And I don't know if that's where they get the phosphates anymore. But we need to uh, look into that. We do. Mm. Which, by the way, I had phosphate on my jumper yesterday. (laughs) 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 Because I had the absolute pleasure of being pooed on by a bird. (laughs) 
<laughs> so there you go. Well, there you go. And we uh, just really ne- do need to look yeah, into that bird poo island. Yes, yes. we do. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if you can't use phosphates, what do you use instead? Well, unfortunately, a lot of companies have... Uh, Instead of putting phosphates in, so phosphates can cause that blue-green algae that can cause major problems in um, waterways. Um, So, yes, people have tried to eliminate it, but they've used zeolites instead. And this is an aluminium silicate, so it's a glassy solution. Around 40 natural zeolites... um, there are about around 40 natural zeolites, but they're not used. There are hundreds of synthetic zeolites, which are cheaper and more efficient. But unfortunately, they are insoluble and they deposit calcium and other heavy metals into our waterways. They remain active. They don't break down um, and they don't rinse out of our clothes. So they actually cause wear and tear and they can cause abnormalities in marine life. So... Have a look at the ingredients because a lot of people go, oh, my product doesn't have phosphates. But when you look at the ingredients, it's got zeolites. And my recommendation is stay away from zeolites. Our recommendation. Yes, yes. And fillers. Mm. So fillers are another big one. They they bulk up the product um, in some cases, in some products. Uh, so And it's normally can be like salt um, in powders and water in liquids. Um, Victoria and other states have a major salinity problem due to the large amount of sodium dumped into our waterways, so it'd be good to reduce that. Um, in 2010, the amount of salinity attributed to household products at the Werribee treatment plant was 10%, and at the smaller Carum treatment plant, 30 to 50%. And that was 10 years ago, so you mm. can imagine that's only increased. Mm. So no government legislation for what is used... Um, as a filler is is um, in place. Uh, mm. So up to 60% of a product can be filler. So that's 60%. Yeah, which does nothing. It is exactly mm. what it says. It's a filler. It just fills the container mm. and you're paying for something that does nothing for your cleaning mm. whatsoever. And tricks you into thinking you're buying... Yeah. Active, like 100% active product. And in fact, mm. it can get into the fibres of your of your clothing mm. and wear them down. And some people are very uh, reactive to, to them as well. Yes, like skin irritations. Mm. And also can clog up washing and dishwashing machines. Yes. Goodness me. So. Yep. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I just realised. Anyway, that's fine. Um, So grey water and water treatment systems as well. And this is a big one. We we have people with grey water systems or water treatment systems and they say to say, you know, we can't use certain products because they can ruin their biocycle systems, etc. Um, so obviously grey water is one of the big ones and probably, what was it, 15 years ago when we had that real water drought mm. and everyone was um, starting to use grey water systems or, or putting their water out onto the garden. Yep. And both you and I um, had had... had you know, when we were um, had our houses back, oh, well, we still got a house, but we're li- we're still living in a house. When we had but, our other houses, yeah, so other houses, we we had grey water systems, and you've got to watch out for for the pH of your products that yeah. you're using, particularly your laundry products, because um, otherwise you can kill your plants. Um, and there's you know there's the the rules and everything um, about uh, what plants you know you shouldn't really use use grey water for root plants, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but that's a Completely other 
conversation. Yeah. But yeah, so you've got to look at, at products that are low in salt. Um, I'll just say that about that. My my garden was thriving at yes. that time because we were um, we were using grey water yep. on the garden. Yep. I, I was even. Um, I was very keen. I would even bucket the water, mm. the kids' bath water out onto the garden. Yes, yes. So, I mean, that was a good gym workout. It was. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And you were using products that didn't have, yeah. you know, wasn't high in salt and didn't have soaps. And mm. Yeah, so we, you know, um, and septic and other treatment systems, it's a fragile chemical ba- balance mm. and they need healthy bacteria and zen- enzymes in the system. So... Um, excessive or improper use of chemicals will actually poison that health system. And I've had people, and apparently it costs thousands. If you ruin your, you know, the enzyme system in your in your septic um, system, it can cost a lot. Wow! So people are very very careful about that. Mm. Um, yeah. Right, and it's uh, most supermarket brands. Um, have have that ability to uh, to kill the healthy bacteria. Mm. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. we both had a grey water system in our family for many years, as we just mentioned, and uh, and yeah, we we I, well, your garden was thriving as it well. It was great. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. And I just loved the idea of saving water mm. too. You know, mm. so it's always a good thing. Yes, yes. And feeling like, I think just feeling like there's just a little thing that we can, we can easily do amongst our, you know, raising our kids, um, that makes a big difference in the world. Um, so yes, so safe for you and safe, um, for your family and the environment. That's what we're talking about. Mm. We love, we love to feel that we're doing our bit. Um, so general risks to health. So people with, Lowered immune systems, cancer, Crohn's disease, Parkinson's, um, risk to animals, licking dishwasher and couch. Yes, there you go. So when we're when we're using um, products that are that are um, have a, a, they're more harmful to our environment. They're also more harmful to us. So people who are vulnerable, uh, and you know, and animals are included in in that. Um, you know, that that can that can cause. Um, more issues rather than less. And, you know, if we've got something that can cause less issues, why not do it? Yeah, well, it makes sense. When mm. you think of people with lowered immune systems, um, they you don't want to be putting a bigger toxic load mm. on. So if, if, you know, again, it's like... And I think often people don't look at their normal chemicals. They, no. they, they don't think about the laundry products and the cleaning products they're using because they're thinking... Um, about other things, which of course is absolutely appropriate, and but these can make a difference. Mm. So um, yes, so and oh, we've got here licking dishwasher and couch mm. from the well, animals, even children. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so and then r- children, risk to children, nervous system, reproductive system, immune system, uh, not fully developed. Um, they're also closer to the chemicals. Um, so lack of hygiene because they don't think about washing their hands before they touch everything um, and more exposure to danger. So and, and, and some can even have permanent injury if they've got into the dishwashing powder mm. in the, in the, the even the, the leftover sludge that's sometimes sitting in the dishwasher door can cause major problems. It can, mm. yes. And look, interesting looking into all of this, we, we discovered some information by a lady called Dr. Judy Ford who used to be a uh, – used to work at the 
Ah, uh, so Queen Elizabeth, I haven't written it down, but I think it was the Queen Elizabeth Hospital in Adelaide. Um, she then um, became a pri- created a private practice and she'd written a book called It Takes Two, which was about infertility. And in Chapter 5, she looks at the products that interfere with hormone levels. So even, you know, infertility and products, everyday products can make a difference. So solvents, ammonia, detergents, shampoos, antiperspirants, um, these can all make a difference to uh, how your body reacts to um Getting pregnant, and you know there was also a documentary on the on the disappearing male, which was talking about the increase in hormonal issues with young men, um, and genital deformities in animals, fish and lizards. So because they can use a a um, uh, an artificial estrogen in laundry products, which is just bizarre. But there you go. There you go. Mm. Gosh. Um, yeah, so individual products such as, so in the kitchen, we look at uh, dishwashing powder, most dangerous cleaning product in the home can be. Uh, descaler, many people are not aware how toxic this is. I actually had a, 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 f- a client of mine and she rang me and, and she she said her daughter had eaten uh, drunk um, a descaler that I recommend and um, she was terrified and I said, just ring the poisons department. She rang the de- poisons department and they said, well, you are so fortunate that this is the product. Because if it had been another one, it could have burnt her esophagus and stomach. And I have a little saying, don't I, which is, um, well, it's a passion actually that no child will ever go to hospital for household poisoning ever again, which Mm. is part of the reason why we're doing this, isn't it? Absolutely. Mm. Yes. So uh, hand dishwashing liquid. So that's that's. That's when you put it in the sink and you yes. wash the dishes by hand. Yes. Um, <laughs> so super supermarket brand contains sodium. You you made me read this out. Sodium dodo cly benzene. Did I say that right? <laughs> no, but that's a good o. Can you say it? Uh, Dodi cly benzene. No, I <laughs> the, the the chemists out there listening will be yeah. going. You know, they'll be shaking their heads and. <laughs> We have to get them in so they yes. can just say all these complicated names yes. for us. So the sulfonic acid yes. is the other two words. Yeah. It's a petrochemical. That. So uh, <laughs> yes, a great cleaner that is harsh on skin mm. and causes rashes and redness. Mm. So that's why people often use gloves when washing yes. the dishes. Correct. Mm. Yes, and I suppose the hot water as well if they want to make it really, really hot. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So laundry washing machine fillers and phosphates, we've, which we've covered yep. before, active ingredients. Ingredients uh, used, and what 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 are we saying here, Joe? So basically, we're looking at what are the active <laughs> ingredients that are used. Ah. Uh, are the active ingredients used, you know, um, readily biodegradable? Ah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> sensitivities to dyes and perfumes. Mm. Yes, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Grey water, which we've covered. Mm-hmm. Um, Pre-spop stain remover, 80% can be, mm. 80% kerosene or mm. hydroxide, which is corrosive. Doesn't smell too good either. No, mm. no. Uh, vapors can cause eye irritation, skin irritation, 
um, yeah, and like I said, isn't isn't that great to to breathe in? No, mm. no. Let alone if your kids decide to drink some of it. Mm. Yes, and then we've got pre-soak. So chlorine can be chlorine-based. Uh, it's it can, you know, often a bleach, um, and you're putting that into onto nappies, which goes onto sensitive bottoms and can cause rashes. Mm. Mm. It's a bit different now, isn't it? Actually, because um, when my now twenty-eight and a half year old was a baby, I was using cloth nappies. I used cloth nappies with all my kids, mm. uh, and he was getting nappy rash until I discovered a pre pre-soak that didn't give him nappy rash. Mm. But these days they have a lot of eco nappies that you can buy that actually you don't need to use a pre pre wash um or pre soak. You know, they 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 you can just wash them. Oh yes. So the Yes. Yeah. I don't know a lot about them because my kids unfortunately were grown up before and of course they actually are like the disposable nappy. They've got all the Velcro and everything. Yes. Whereas of course in our day you had to use pins and you know oh, and you had to have a degree to, to fold the yes. nappy. Yes. That was like you couldn't leave hospital until you know. <laughs> Uh, you had to pass the, 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 the putting the nappy on yes. <laughs> before you could leave. No, oh, dear. But then, and then there's the bathroom, and I have to say that this is another big one um, because you're in an enclosed space. And I remember a girlfriend of mine saying, um, I have to find something different for my cleaner. She had a cleaner because my cleaner is coughing and splattering all the time when she's cleaning my bathroom. And I can't stand listening to that, you know, and knowing what it's doing to her, you know. So you've got chlorine beaches. They're, they're often extremely alkaline with a pH of 13+. plus. Um, the active ingredients can include things like sodium hypochlorite, um, strong mineral acids, oxalic <laughs> acids, sodium bisulfate. And they can cause things like dizziness, headaches, skin allergies, and they can be corrosive to the skin, um, sore throats, coughing, wheezing, um, and red itchy eyes, um, and, and they can cause worse things as well, um, and let alone if they're inhaled or, or ingested. So, um yeah, it's again. Look at the ingredients of the of the things that you're you're buying, and and see what you can find. Ooh. Air fresheners is another one um, we talked about uh, before. Volatile organic compounds, so they can cause some res- respiratory tr- problems, and they can also be environmental issues. Um, and now, this is something people I don't think know with air fresheners. You know, then there's a few out there that that talk about how they can kill ninety nine percent of germs or whatever, but it, they'll only kill the bacteria on contact. Right. So people need to know you can't just spray around, you know, and go, oh, that whole room is now disinfected because it's not. It'll only be disinfected where there's been contact. If you could see my hands, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Vicky's right. (laughs) And then there's antibacterial gels. Um, So like... Oh, they're a a hot... Topic at yes, the moment, aren't exactly. They? The yeah. hand sanitizers, mm. um, triclosan is in, in a lot of them, and they, they've actually been found in breast milk. So you know it, it, it goes into your blood system. Mm. Um, so it can call, it can affect estrogen levels, um, can, can contact dermatitis, and a lot of people who are in you know like um, nurses etc. In hospitals, they've often talked about how their hands get really dry and. Um, They affect waterways and marine life, Um, alcohol poisoning when ingested, and I know that some um, kids in kindergartens have have had that happen. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, so that, that's, that's the other one. Right. That's interesting. Yes, and that the triclosan is found in breast milk, blood and urine samples. Mm. So it's, it gets in. It does. March. It gets is in. it March? <laughs> What? <laughs> oh, <old> yeah. <laughs> or is that? That's, that's, uh, uh. Oh, you're soaking in yeah, it. Yeah, you're soaking. <laughs> I think. Oh, got, my, got my 20, 30 year old ads confused. Oh, I think they're yes. even older than that, actually. <laughs> oh, yes. Me. Um, okay. So, shampoos. Mm. Uh, so, shampoo, uh, they often contain soap and silicon, interestingly. Uh, so, soap, uh, all bars of soap have. A high pH between eight point seven to eleven, which uh, which is not conducive to mm, our skin. Our skin no. pH is around six, so yes. we like to aim for around there, uh, so that we're not irritating our skin. Um, so and we don't want to cause allergies. Um, and soap scum is a big one. Mm. That's we like to reduce our housework, don't we, Joe? Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yes, so we don't want to have uh, too much soap scum going on, if possible, which is cakes of soap can do that. That's right. Well, we're back, two natural ladies, and we're talking about the, excuse me, very exciting topic of chemicals in the home. Yes. I hope hope that the people out there are are enjoying this. It's certainly something I find really interesting, and I, I think often it's, we don't know what's the, the right information so it's good no. to just hear it and and you don't even take have to take our word for it go out there and have a look and, yes. and check it out it's really about informing yourself and doing a bit of research so and it can make a big difference that's right so we're just pointing pointing yes. to uh, more research that can be can be done um, yeah it's true actually because I think it is those fleeting moments where we're in the supermarket or Shopping, thinking about shopping, where we're we're like just those fleeting thoughts, like oh, is that safe? Or you know, I really need to check that out, and then we just don't because something else distracts us, and we get busy. Um, so it's just a little bit of a focused time now to just spend that time looking into it a little bit further. Yes. Hmm. Um, okay, and uh, if, if anybody's got any questions, we're more than happy to talk about we are. them. Yes. So, talk, you know, answer questions. So, yes. And if we don't yeah. know the answers, we'll find you the answers. That's right. Yes. yes. Please ask questions. Go to our Facebook page and, yes. um, yeah, absolutely. So we're all about, um, you know, keeping, keeping things out, out in the open as yes. much as possible. Absolutely. And informed, being yes. informed. Yes. yes. So anyway... I'll uh, keep going on soap and etc. So we were talking about soap so, scum. Soap scum. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, that's a there's a problem. Yes, because it creates more housework. It does. Yes, it does. And that we've we've got an acid mantle on our skin, which I didn't know existed, mm. which actually protects our skin, and and soap can often um, like strip that back. Yes, and particularly for babies mm. and, and the the young ones, we want to protect their skin. Um, so, uh, and silicon, which, uh, I've been told by hairdressers, Mm. um, if there's silicon in the hair products that people are using, then sometimes the hair treatments that they put on in salons don't work. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hairdressers don't like shampoos with silicon in them. Right. Yes. There you go. Mm. Um, and petrochemicals, which we kind of, we touched on before, which is harsh on the skin and, uh, 
the environmental impact of, all, of, of sourcing these ingredients as well. Um, and the environmental impact on disposing of products with these ingredients. Mm. What does that mean, Jo? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know I said it. <laughs> uh, well, we're talking about how you have to dispose of these products. Do you know what comes to mind is yes. gloves. Why would mm. would that be? Well, they might have petrochemical. Well, they might, but in. also the where if we're wearing gloves too while we're cleaning. Yes, yes. So anyway, let's go on. Misinformation. Yes, this is a this is a good one, isn't it? Yes, challenges for manufacturers committed to providing natural products. Mm. Um, because, and I suppose that's what we're talking about now is there is confusion. Um, and there, there can be different people will say different things. Uh, so before you know it, you've got myth information. Yes. And I don't have a lisp. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, so it's impossible to have – impossible. It's, it's important uh-huh. to have technical expertise. So you have to have people who really know their stuff. Actually, talking about soap, going back to soap um, – I remember our our biochemist or chemist, um, he actually looked into bars of soap and the pH of the bars of soap. And, um, you know, he went to a market and this person said, this is natural, it's gentle, it's good for the, you know, and it was a bar of soap and it was a natural bar of soap. However, its pH was like 11 or 12. So Which he was surprised about, yes. wasn't he? Yeah. And the one that had the least out of all the bars of soap, and he got like 100 bars of soap, was the one, it was still was high, from Buckingham Palace. <laughs> he bought at the, the gift shop. Oh. Yes. Oh. So there you go. <laughs> Just some, some trivia information. Yeah. Well, maybe we should have bought it when we were yes, there, Jo. Yes, we should have. <laughs> yes. <sighs> Sorry. I, I did digress. <laughs> yes. That's okay. Um, yes. So marketing scare tactics. This sounds exciting. So can we just go back? Yeah, sure. To harmony of science and nature. Oh, that sounds better. I like that. Yes. Yes. Research and development. That's a really big one too, Uh you know, and not six months research. Years of research you need. You do. Yes. To create the gentlest, safest products. Yes. And that lips, yeah. And also to look at where are the products manufactured, because uh, you want to look at the quality control of mm. the products as mm. well. Okay. On to marketing yes. scare tactics. <laughs> Favourite subject. Yeah. Um, how do we know which ingredients are safe mm. or not safe, which we've been pointing to? Yes. So so- sodium lauryl sulfate, there's a there's a, a word that… Uh, Gets is, used a lot. It, it does get used yeah. a lot. Um, and we're not saying that it's a good product. In fact, it's a it's a cheap ingredient. Yeah. And it can cause irritation. It can cause irritation, but it doesn't cause cancer. It doesn't cause the big, big no. nasties that um, some people are saying. Mm. Um, and it was used… I think where it got collapsed, it was used in a some experiment or some test. It was part of the experiment, but it wasn't the cause of no. the issue. Yes. Um, so, yes. So, understanding of chemical names mm. and how com- ingredients can buy now, you know that this is my... This yes. is what I like to talk about. Yes. Um, <laughs> because we, at the, we know that I mean, chemists, 
if there's any chemists out there, maybe you could uh, confirm this, but chemists know what ingredients, what raw ingredients combine to make a safe and effective result. They also know what raw ingredients combine to make uh, an unsafe and ineffective result. Yes. So, you know, there's lots of different, it could be unsafe and effective, it can be unsafe and ineffective for the job it's meant to do, such as cleaning. Um, it can be safe and effective or it can be safe and ineffective. So All those combinations. All those things. Yes. And so we, you know, having a chemist, uh, you know, on around on tap. Uh, <laughs> it's always uh, good. It's always good to, uh, to help us um, through these minefields. And we happen to know... Yeah, we're good buddies with one of them. So, you know, if you, you know, we're in the know. You want to rub shoulders with us. We, <laughs> we rub shoulders with the right people. That's right. Yeah, ask us questions. We, yes. We'll get the answers. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and going back to the, the chemical names, that, that is a big one because I remember uh, years ago a, a product had – and it, it turned out it was the heart of the chamomile the plant, the chamomile, mm. but the or the chemical name sounded like, you know, something that's going to explode. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I can remember people asking me, what's that? What's that? You know, and it took me ages to remember it. And then finally it was like every time I got asked, that's the heart of the chamomile. Ah. So, you know, you just don't know. Just because it sounds chemical. Yes, yes. It's like when you've looked and we've looked at the ingredients in a – Granny Smith yes, apple. Yes, that's a brilliant thing to do. It's got arsenic in it, Joe. Yes, I know. Yeah, I know. We, we should. We, we'll, we'll actually post that again so yeah. people can see what the ingredients of a Granny Smith, or eighty of the compound ingredients in a Granny Smith apple. It's all about the com- combination, isn't mm, it? Yeah. Mm. So, um, yes, and then then I I see two words here, Joe: ethyl acetate <laughs> and methyl butyrate. <laughs> And you know what? You don't know why. I don't know why I put them there. (laughs) Well, let's just move on. (laughs) If anybody wants to know more, we'll we'll get back to you. (laughs) So we've told you about all the problems. Yeah. (laughs) And we've even had a laugh while we were doing it. We have, which is very important. Yes. Yes. Um, So, you know, as you know, Two Natural Ladies are all about solutions. Yes. So um, so we haven't told you this so you can feel bad. <laughs> no. No, we've, we've told you this so you can feel good because yes. you've got this information now. Yes. And we're more than happy to chat if you want to know more. Well, that's right because we haven't given you this information because it's all hopeless. No. There's lots of hope. Yes. <laughs> So, yes. So we can we can leave it at that. And buying local is yes. the other thing. So um yeah, let's let's um we can we can uh we can we can all look into this and then look into how we can support our 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 people in our in our country, um in our and perhaps even in our state or our, our local area. Yes. So um yeah, while we're all, um, well, some of us, some of us are busier, but while we're all, um, you know, living a little bit differently and, and, and more home-based, um, might be a good opportunity to look into that. Absolutely. Mm. Yes. I think I think it, it, it could be a bit of a bi-local revolution. You've been listening to the Two Natural Ladies podcast. Visit twonaturalladies.com.au for more information. Thanks for joining us.